Ultra. Welcome back to season two of Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. <laughs> uh, I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna, and we're we're back. We Just are. Just like Spidey. Yeah, we're back. Look we're, at that. We're back. <laughs> uh, we're we're back just like Spidey, but he hasn't gone anywhere yet, and he won't for like another seventy minutes. But no, we won't actually. <laughs> <laughs> but but he does no... eventually go away, and then he does come back, just like we are coming back now. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is an an early uh, riff. That we're doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, but, it's good uh, to be back, though. Yeah, like, no, it uh, is good. It's it's good. It's, a fun show. It's not like we like totally ever left on account of we've been doing the weekend bugle this whole time, but uh, like actually sitting down and watching the movie. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah. This is. I mean, would you could describe the minute in question? That's what we do, right? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I guess we do that. Um, sorry, a little out of practice, everybody. Today we are talking about minute one of Spider Man Two, uh, which ah. begins with a very familiar light bursting from a very familiar torch. <laughs> in the Columbia logo, Columbia Pictures logo, and ends yeah. with the credit for Tobey Maguire. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Not a lot happening in this minute today. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so we, uh, we'll, we'll have um, a lot to talk about uh, throughout the credits um, mm-hmm. because I think the thing that's most surprising going into Spider-Man 2 is how much of a miracle this movie is. Uh, yeah. Like, the fact that it's as good as it is is... A miracle, and we're going to talk about one of those elements uh, today. Um, yes, but the big element we're saving, I think, for Wednesday when we start talking about script stuff, right? Uh, yeah. And those <laughs> credits, um, the unique way this film was made. Yeah, I yeah, guess we could call it <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that there, uh, but it mm-hmm. is it is uh, it's just a wow! I can't believe. This movie exists mm-hmm. at the level that it exists at because it has no right to be what it is. Uh, <laughs> it really has no right to be as good as it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, because this this is the minute with our starring Tobey Maguire credit, uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the, the biggest, weirdest ones is the fact that we almost didn't have him right. for this movie. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. so Tobey Maguire, um, in between Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, he got uh, one of the lead roles um, in... It's it's hard to... In a movie like Seabiscuit, <laughs> it's hard to say who's the lead uh, because <laughs> it's... It, you know, is it the horse? It's Bojack, um, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bojack. Is, it, is it the horse? Uh, 
But it's, you know, he's definitely one of the leads. I would say the co-leads of the movie are probably um, mm. Jeff Bridges' character and and Tobey Maguire. Right, um, right, yeah. They both, they they have the two most substantial arcs and Seabiscuit himself, but uh, yes. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so... So uh, the the horse and Sea Biscuit not playing Spider Man in this movie, as it turns out. No, um, no, it so kind of irrelevant. Uh, it's Toby. Yeah, but uh, but Toby he injured his back um, during mm. the process of filming Sea Biscuit, and yeah. it appeared that he was not going to be able to star in this movie. Uh, that was a very wow. real. That was such a very real possibility that they mm. actually. Um, they 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 straight up cast uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Peter Parker Spider Man for Spider Man mm-hmm. Two because the ball was rolling they couldn't stop they already had paid so much money on marketing and on mm-hmm. on all of the things I mean you know sets and all of this stuff you can't just let that stuff sit there you've got to yeah. you got to use it um, or it's mm-hmm. going to cost millions and millions of dollars and Crazy. so uh, yeah they were just going to pretend that. Jake Gyllenhaal was the same <laughs> character and just roll into Spider-Man two with Jake Gyllenhaal in the role. And I mean, well, just you, James Bond. It. Yeah. yeah right. Just... <laughs> and, and, you know, or, or Val Kilmer it or, you know, whatever, however yeah, you want to yeah. look at it, but it was, uh-huh. it was going to be weird because he would have been the only factor not returning because everyone else, right. everyone else was coming back um, except for Tobey Maguire uh because of his because of his back injury his injury right do you know what the injury like how it happened or like, i assume it's horse stunt related yeah i mean he fell uh, off i don't know he, how he fell he... off a horse i mean that's fell off a horse yeah yeah, yeah. ouch then you can't go web slinging for a while now toby i mean that seems like a huge deal uh the the distinction you made i think is the important one the idea that um in scenarios where you recast a character for their returning film traditionally it's the whole thing is getting redone from right. scratch, you know, like it's our some kind of reboot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which or, like or soft will... reboot like Batman Forever. Totally, yeah. yeah. But I, I can't think of anything besides like you know, in Back to the Future Two, for example, like they recast Marty McFly's girlfriend in that, right? Like, from Elizabeth Shue to so and so, and you kind of roll with it. But also, like those movies by design sideline her, so she's not like. She's not a, a focus. Big, yeah. Yeah, she's not a focus. Yeah, but it would be as if you made Back to the Future 2 right after the massive success of Back to the Future. And by the way, we don't have Michael J. Fox anymore. Like that that would be uh unprecedented, I would I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. on on this scale cuz Spider-Man was so successful. Uh mm-hmm. the idea of messing with that recipe was probably very stressful for everyone involved in the making of the movie. Um, <laughs> Especially since that success is why they went so quickly into the sequel. Right. It's like, that's why they were locked into the time frame was because yeah. of that success. Exactly. And I mean, you uh, know, the the only benefit that you had going to Jake Gyllenhaal is that, you mm-hmm. know, if you squint mm-hmm. a little, he kind of looks like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, Especially in 2004. Right, yeah. right. Like, when Before uh, he got ripped for, what was it, Prince of Persia? Prince I of think? Persia. Yeah. <laughs> We just got Sam's completely done. ripped, and 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 you were like, "What? Who is that? What happened?" Uh, yeah, before that happened, um, yeah. definitely he was a bit more of a, uh, you know, he just rounder features and things. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't yeah. as gaunt yeah. as he is uh, now. 
Yeah, now, I like, current day Jake Gyllenhaal is like, oh, intense actor Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. But, like, at the time, it was like, oh, he's another one of those soft boys. Okay. He's a very different kind of actor now than he was then. Totally. Then, what what did he have to his name? Donnie Darko and Bubble Boy? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> October what? Sky? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, October Sky, sure. <laughs> Not a lot. But what they did have going for them was that, at the time, he he looked enough like Tobey Maguire and mm-hmm. two, he was dating Christian Dunst. Right, right. Which, you know, was like, oh, we have built-in chemistry. Like, we worked real hard giving <laughs> the two of them great chemistry. We have one of the most iconic cinematic kisses of all time in that first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to – and we're just going to recast it? Well, we get our boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it might work. It might it work. Might. Of course. Of course I love this movie the way it came out and it, mm-hmm. it's – like we said, a miracle it came out as well as it did. But I would totally watch alternate universe version of this movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that would be sure. fascinating. Um, well, I would just uh, – honestly, Spider-Man aside, I yeah. would just love to see Jake Gyllenhaal in a Sam Raimi movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like it feels like their energies would sync up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. To me. Yeah. Um, it, like, like imagine him – in uh did you did you ever see oz the great and powerful i did not but now okay. i'm immediately imagining him as the title character in oz yeah the great and, powerful, you, and i like that idea of a movie already right oh yeah, yeah totally yeah totally yeah uh jake gyllenhaal as oz the great and the powerful would have been um that would have been great plus he kind of has a bruce campbell vibe to him i don't oh, know yeah there's i was a, thinking that yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff going on like good <laughs> stuff going for 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 jake gyllenhaal in a sam raimi movie mm-hmm. um but anyway, so that was that was the plan. It was it was it was locked in. It was done, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. done deal. So they were they were rolling right into production. They were getting ready, and mm-hmm. then last minute, Toby's people basically got in touch and were like, "Okay, so here's the deal. He can come back if we make a few concessions. One of those concessions is that we front load the production schedule mm-hmm. with talky stuff." You know, like just sure. straight yeah. acting scenes, no stunts, nothing like that. Give him some more time to heal. Give him his back more time to heal. Um, and then, you know, backload, no pun intended, backload <laughs> the uh, the production with all the stunt work. Right. Yeah. And uh, and they agreed to that. And then the other one, the other bit was that uh, they asked if they could cut one of the action sequences. Oh. Because it was just it was too much. So there was an action sequence that originally took place in and around the Daily Bugle. Oh. And they cut that action sequence. So I think, it, you know, much like in the first film when uh, the Green Goblin, you know, attacks uh, the Daily Bugle, attacks right. uh, Jonah's yeah. office. I believe there was a comparable scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with uh dr octopus and spider-man in, in the daily bugle yeah which makes um, sense because in the original film for a long time they had kept the idea that, that that both villains would be in the original film both green goblin and doc ock and there was right. like um there's i remember very clearly some of the um art the concept art where it was j jonah jameson and doc octopus outside the uh the bugle like there was a whole thing yeah. yeah okay so it was like an idea they had and it seemed solid and it was worked into their or their first few cracks at the script so then they're like yeah that's what we'll be doing if we don't have to do that the, the stunt load shifts dramatically i guess right exactly okay. yeah um yeah. i and it's also part of the reason why i think this movie 
is less action-oriented than I think people remember it being. Mm -hmm. There's a big drop in the middle of the movie where there's just nothing. There's not really any major action sequences. So Mm -hmm. There's really only like three proper fights, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's probably where that was supposed to go. Um, I see. So anyway, so they, they cut that sequence, uh, mm-hmm. which actually ended up saving the production in the long run about $10 million. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, so, because yeah, that's about how much an action sequence yeah. costs. Um, <laughs> give or take. Yeah, give or take, depending on the sequence. Uh-huh. Uh, so so then that happened. Now, here's the other thing. In the first film, Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire made $3.5 million, which is uh, uh, respectable. That's not a bad paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Respectable, <laughs> especially for an actor at the level that Tobey Maguire was prior to getting cast in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like which he, was just like, you know, it was it was uh, Cider House Rules in Pleasantville. Um, yeah. He's been around, but he's not like a known quantity in middle America. You know, right. it's not like nobody still gonna... had to. He still had to shoot screen tests to get. Right. The part, yeah. Like you, know? you couldn't put Tobey Maguire's name on a poster and expect people just to show up because of that. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, in, yeah. and in comparison, you know, the Marvel heroes, uh, they all got cast at around um, half a million to three quarters of a million. Per yeah. Movie. For their first their first movie is like 500 ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So yeah. it's it's you know it, he got a lot more than that's nothing any to sneeze at. Yeah. No, yeah, not at all. Uh, and I and, and and his original contract was basically he got um he got like uh like a one million dollar raise per movie. Okay, sure. Um, which is you know and plus I'm I'm sure an expanded um share of the box office and right you right. know all of that other technical stuff you know the 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 stuff that makes Robert Downey Jr. you know take Super. home like eighty million dollars a movie <laughs> right um, yeah. Now. It's all back end points and stuff. Right, um, exactly. So, but however, when they cast Jake Gyllenhaal, it rendered his contract with them null and void. Oh. Which meant that his sequel clauses were null and void, which meant they had to renegotiate his contract for the sequel. And, oh. uh, and uh, their, uh, their, their agents who just asked them to cut an action sequence, saving them $10 million, were just basically like, so... Um, we're going to want $17 million for this. <laughs> and uh, they got it. Uh, so yeah. they, they they brought Toby back for $17 million. My God. Yeah. In, in mean, Spider-Man 2. Uh, solid payday. Yeah. Solid payday. And I can only imagine, uh, you know, we'll have to, I'll, I'll look it up when we get to it, but I, I only imagine it went up with Spider-Man yeah. 3. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, $17 million he made. Um, on Spider-Man 2. And, you know, I understand why they were willing to to pay that out. I think that mm. at a certain level, I think Marvel Studios, if, if they had fallen into a similar situation with, uh, you know, their their current uh, their current Spider-Man, I mm-hmm. don't think they would have uh, renegotiated. I think they would have just let him go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's an understood commodity now. Whereas right. yeah. back then, they don't know. They, they don't know what made the first one work. Exactly, mm-hmm. and they yeah. didn't want to mess with the formula. Yeah, there's there are a, a obvious risk in the eyes of the money people, I guess, uh, that would seem okay. Yeah, let's 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 lock in oh, the same team as much as we can. Uh, right. I mean, it always sound starts to sound a little ridiculous when you hear the the large numbers, but for a corporation making a big big business decision, it's not that crazy. I guess right. is how right. how I would. <laughs> 
compartmentalize that thought because if I think too long about that amount of money versus like how much money I've ever made in my life, I get sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> million, 17 million. That's nice. Um, 17 and, and again, million for what? For nine months of work? Nine Something months like of work. That? Yeah. Not too, not too shabby. And again, that's agents doing their job properly. Right. That's, totally. You know, get they, as much they, as you can. They, yeah, they knew they they. I mean, that's that's their job is to negotiate that stuff. Um, yeah. and to get their client the best deal possible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and if they've got leverage, you you bet your ass you're they're going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. there wow. we go. That's how that worked out. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, well, we got we got Toby <laughs> in the movie. You know, we sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um. And which it's worth pointing out, I guess that. I mean, this first minute of the film, uh, I mean, I, I went back and like checked out some of our earliest episodes in the first season to like compare a little bit this for this week. And um, the first minute of the previous film is almost identical here in that it also ends with the Tobey Maguire credit at the end of the minute and just has the the words and the Columbia picture and the Marvel flipbook, which again, we already have in the depth discussions of the Flipbook logo that was created for the film and the Columbia logo and stuff like that last season. But I think it's kind of cool that literally we're we're back in a familiar saddle with minute one mm-hmm. with it ending with Tobey Maguire's credit, except the credit itself is billed differently. Because last time it was right. starring Tobey Maguire, and now it just says Tobey Maguire because he's become the star that right. they had to try to sell us on the first time. Uh, right. You know, they can assert it with confidence now, which is right. kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If they just slapped Toby Maguire on, I think people would have been like, who, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> the star I mean, mo- Most people. Yeah. yeah mo- most yeah. people would have no idea. He wasn't exactly a household name until after mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting how that changes. It's- yeah. We're already sort of like living in this space where the second film is contending with the, success that was that came from the first one like in the narrative itself and it's kind of uh, not not that this counts as the narrative yet but just the way that the film is constructed i think it's kind of fun when like outside circumstances have a real effect on the shape of the story uh nothing exists only in the vacuum of the artists you know going in a corner and making something again huge example with whether or not that uh stunt scene would be in the movie is all contingent on an injury that happened in a different production and shuffling things around and not having Jake Gyllenhaal and all that. Um, I mean, it's, it's the theme you started the minute on that we're probably going to return to a lot this season, which is sometimes miracles happen not just because of us trying, but because all the factors align the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's the amount of luck involved is incredible when something uh, iconic happens. Um, mm-hmm. it's, n- it's not just people being geniuses because you're always having geniuses working really, really hard on these movies. Um, so It's, it's yeah. almost, I mean, movies are made almost entirely by geniuses. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the whole point. That's why it's so hard to break in. <laughs> Uh, you know, that, you know, for, for every, for every one person who makes it in because they're somebody's kid or, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever for, for, for every person who gets into Hollywood and starts a career based on basically nothing, not skill, you know, there are, there are a hundred who get in because they're geniuses. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And I swear like the most, like. Like a a director whose name you don't even know, who like 
only has done like TV shows or something, I I bet you a hundred dollars that the, the however big a film fan you are, if you sit down with a working like director in Hollywood and like started chatting movies, you will feel like an idiot because mm-hmm. they they ju- they know this stuff so well. It, there's no almost no uh, like weak minded uh, you know people who can't do anything making movies. It's an almost impossible thing to do. You have to be so good at what right. you do to even make something. Eh. You know, make right. something okay. It's why it's why those people stick out like a sore thumb, and everyone is like, mm. right. <laughs> when you see yeah, them, exactly. You're you know, like, the, Come the, Brett, on. the yeah. Brett Ratners of the world. <laughs> the Brett uh, Did uh, I ever tell I, you? Have I ever told you the story about my friend who worked on uh, Red Dragon? Oh God, no! What? No. What? Oh, yeah, no. on on Red Dragon, uh, uh, the DP of that movie directed that movie, and Brett Ratner played Game Gear. Oh my uh, god! She worked on the movie. He, she was like, he didn't do anything. He was just yeah. playing Game Gear the whole time. And the director of photography was telling everyone what to do. The director of photography, and when he was on set that day, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of um, uh, what is his name? Uh, Incredible heard. Hulk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I know, no, no, Norton, Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Norton, Edward Norton. Yeah, because yeah. because he's you know kind of a bossy creative person. Yeah, exactly. Um, in general, yeah. so he kind of took control. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the two of them. Working in Making tandem a movie while Brett without Ratner, a director. Yeah, where Brat, while Brat Ratner literally played Game Gear. I'm so. totally 100% calling that out. Um, I'm completely uh, fine with burn burn any brid- possible bridges with that idiot because yeah. uh, he sucks. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> and sucks. he's awful to people. Uh, and, yeah. and, and you can tell he sucks <laughs> because if you watch three films, any three films that he made, none of them look anything alike. And it's because yeah. he's not the one making them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, you know who I can tell when he's making a movie is Mr. Sam Raimi in this mm-hmm. film, um, uh, which I I almost feel like there's more of Sam in this film than the last one. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he's, I think he's a little more comfortable in his skin in this one because totally. Yeah, you know he was he was trying to figure out how to make a Sam Raimi movie on a giant budget right, in the first right. movie. And yeah. I think with this one, he's like, all right, I'm a little more comfortable in this world now. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Yeah. Um, and then in Spider-Man 3, he's maybe a little too comfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will get there at yeah. some point. Um, uh, well, with with this film uh, itself, I guess the, the only other notes we have for this <laughs> minute of film where nothing happens in the credits is our own experiences watching the film when it came out, which right. is sort of our, our go-to question with all of our guests. Um, I don't know. Do you, would you like to start on that Scott? Like what, it, what it felt like when uh, this movie came out or I can, hop um, in stuff? I mean, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I graduated shortly um, like a year after the first movie came out. And oh, so yeah. I was a year out of high school mm-hmm. when, when this came out, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't go to college right away. So, I uh, was working like retail jobs and then I ended up getting a theater manager job at like a little indie independent like art house cinema nice. uh, in town. Yeah. And uh, I was I so I was the theater manager there. I was the manager in charge at that place. And um, <laughs> how old like were 18, you? 18. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Jeez. well, he, so I was in charge there and then, um, it didn't get any business and it went out of business and closed up, but I was there for like nine months and this happened mm. in like May of 2004 uh, yeah. is when it finally closed down and I lost my job. 
and uh, you know, it was uh, going to fail. I mean, it, it, mm. it, we didn't get a lot of business and he didn't pay us very well because, you know, he wouldn't be able to afford any. I mean, there's a reason why I was 18 years old and the manager of the theater. <laughs> it's because I was getting paid garbage. Uh, right. <laughs> and I was too young and naive to know any better. Um, and uh, yeah, so I lost that job. And so this this summer that this movie came out, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and mm. was struggling for work and just taking whatever I can get. And at the time of this release, I had just started working at a pizza place, delivering pizzas. No way. Yeah. They literally. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I literally went and saw this movie, you know, with the stink of pizza, um, <laughs> you know, on, I'm sure on me, the way that you always smell like whatever food you work in when you work right. in the food service industry. Um, and it was... Uh, it was weird seeing yeah. this movie open up with the pizza thing. Yeah, that's oh wow. I mean, what what are the odds? Scott, I don't. Of like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But th- this was also the height of uh, everyone mistaking, like saying I look like Tobey Maguire. Right. Also. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Because this it was, was when, this was the oh. summer when that little kid at the at the. Uh, at the haircut place, thought I was I was Spider literally Spider Man like yeah. in real life. That is so crazy. So you were <laughs> eighteen years old in like in I was between, nineteen at this point. Okay, so you're like nineteen years old when like the the job you liked or you know not maybe liked but like a, a cool job you had like ended and you're in like a tough spot like <laughs> on your own for the first time in your life making ends meet working at a pizza parlor while looking like Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and you walked into this movie and watched this yep. movie unfold. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so uh, to say this movie meant a lot to me at the time um, is kind of an <laughs> understatement. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw it. I saw it at a midnight show with uh, with with my girlfriend and my best friend and her and his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I saw it the next day. I remember. I, I think I talked about this last year. I had this friend John who I saw the, the right. first movie with. Yeah, your go-to um, guy. Right, my go- yeah, and he. I, we hadn't even been talking for like a year, and he just came out of nowhere and like called me and was like, "Hey, we're going to see Spider-Man tomorrow, right?" And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> so uh, I saw him for the first time in like a year, and we watched Spider-Man two together. Uh, so that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I think I ended up seeing this movie. I don't know three, four, five times, something like that mm-hmm. in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling to get by, and I would still like, I just, right? I, like all, all I want to do is go was. see Spider-Man two right now. Yeah. You know? God, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything near that, like, d- direct life experience reflected in the film. Not until, like, Homecoming, at least. Uh, but uh, for me, when this movie came out, because I still was in high school at this time. Uh, I would have been, yeah, my, my first or second year in high school. And uh, I don't have, like, very strong memories of opening weekend so much. Because I know I saw it uh, twice opening weekend, once with my family, because... My older brother's big comic book uh, guy, which I talked about uh, last season a lot. And Mm -hmm. he and all all my siblings love superheroes and whatnot. So went with my family and then went with again with, you know, a couple friends from school. And I I loved it. Like I was overwhelmed by it. But the memory I have of Spider-Man 2 that sticks out in my brain was um, at school after the movie had been out for a little while. And not not forever. I mean, this was back when like movies stayed in 
theaters for quite a long time, but I have this very clear memory uh, that was sort of an illustration of the broad impact of these films mm. because a girl at my high school, like a, like a fairly popular girl at my high school, like waved at me at one point and had me come over to where she was one day and she asked me to explain Spider-Man to her. And <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. And, you know, I start lifting off like, you know, details and origin stories and all this nonsense. And, you know, cause I was oh, like, okay, man. here, I'll... It- if that, that had <laughs> if that had happened to me, I would have been looking for like like Ashton Kutcher to like show up. <laughs> so I'd just be like looking around, like no, no, yeah, I'm not yeah, falling that's... for it. No, uh, not again, <laughs> not again. You're not gonna trip me this time. No, I was just like, oh, I sh- she has to know about Spider Man, of course. Like I just started launching into info, and then she kind of stopped me, and she's like, oh no, 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 no. Um, I mean the the movie that just came out, and what she went on to clarify was that. <laughs> She was nervous and she knew that I like knew a lot about superheroes and wanted to ask me because her on and off again boyfriend that she was with at the time had compared their relationship to what happens in Spider-Man 2 and she hadn't seen the film and she was nervous because she didn't know what that meant. And I was like, oh, okay. So I like kind of sat down with her and like went through like some emotional beats in the film about like, you know, it's probably something about like, even if you had your ups and downs, he really thinks you're actually meant to be together and, you know, whatever the version of it was. But, <laughs> uh, and she was like super reassured and very happy about it and went on her merry way. And I kind of sat there for a bit and I was like, what was crazy about, but besides it being like a silly thing because of high school, uh, what was crazy about it was this idea that like, this skater boy she was dating who had a hard time talking about his emotions or whatever used this film as a lens to communicate with. And, and it wasn't, nobody thought Spider-Man was silly in any part of that exchange. Right. It was, it had reached the level where the jocks and the popular girls are, are into it. And, uh, it's a, it's a handy cultural reference point. And it meant to him, it like struck him so emotionally that he was willing to like, if he couldn't say how much this girl meant to him, he could at least say, it's it's like the way it feels in Spider-Man 2. And I, I that was crazy to me. I, I was happy going into the film when it came out, just excited on the high of, you know, the previous years of Spider-Man and the the... X2, I guess, was the one in between um, that mm-hmm. like, oh, we all like Spider-Man together now. It's not just me. <laughs> like, that was cool <laughs> in and of itself. But it it reached another level here. Um, and I think it, it speaks to the power of the films in general, that it's not it's not really just the appeal of the blockbuster special effects and the CGI extravaganza, although that is in there. I think the reason these movies have lasted and and why we've, you know, entered into this <laughs> this space where they're huge cultural touchstones is that the the literal characters themselves are what people latch on to mm-hmm. nobody relates to like i don't know a guy who can bend steel with his bare hands but we do relate to people struggling to make rent or finding time for the people in their life that they care about and that's mm-hmm. what this movie is all about like you said they took out some of the bigger special effects extravaganza stuff it's right it's a movie about Peter Parker struggling. Right. right. And that was crazy. Yeah. 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 No, that's, uh, that's, I mean, I think that's why these movies were as big as they were, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're, 
you know, you, you hear this, this thing where studios are trying to make four quadrant movies and, Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't try to make these four quadrant movies. They just were, because that's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's who these characters are. You know, they, 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 they just fit that very well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's funny because you say like, oh, you can't, you can't, um, relate to somebody who can bend steel with their bare hands. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're not wrong. And I look at, and I look at the Superman movies like, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to take a page out of Spider-Man and make Clark struggle <laughs> a little bit more as Clark. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't, I don't know. Don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe when he gets out of the water, there doesn't just happen to be laundry hanging. <laughs> maybe he's got to go shirtless for a while. I'm sure the women in the audience wouldn't mind that. No, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, yeah. I think that was one of the highlights. Right. <laughs> one of the bright spots. Yeah. But anyway, were. yeah, mm-hmm. I just, you know, just the the struggle thing, you know, the humanity is what people relate to these movies with. And um, mm-hmm. the there was a lot of humanity in the first one, but mm-hmm. this film has the most humanity, I right. think. Right. And uh, I don't think we match the humanity in this film in uh in a superhero movie i don't think until first avenger i mean yeah yeah i i can't think of a more relatable character until we get there which is so weird because steve rogers isn't like the whole point is that he's you know <laughs> the best of us um, right right <laughs> but he but they do it in such an earnest relatable way that it it, it works but uh mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's yeah. it's interesting i think that's i think you're you're right i think that's a that's an important touchstone of uh, of this movie and and mm-hmm. its its place in culture. You know, it yeah. didn't jumpstart anything like the first movie did, right? But it it showed that it's not going anywhere and exactly. that it's yeah. going to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's good stuff. That's good. Uh, Spider Man uh, Two, <laughs> yeah, Spider Man Two. So we'll be talking about Spider Man Two a lot more. Uh, one hundred nineteen, no, one hundred twenty-four more times. Um, so strap We're in on the train. Yeah, <laughs> strap in. Here we go. Um, all right, well, guys, uh, we're back. So you know. Go if you're on Facebook. Go check out uh, our Facebook group, Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group, and uh, talk to us about the first time you saw Spider-Man Two or the other things we talked about in this episode. Uh, do you want to see the? Do you want to visit the alternate universe where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was was Peter Parker just to just to scope it out, just to see what it was like? <laughs> um, I feel like whenever I say that, uh, sometimes. People would be like, "Why would you want that version?" And it's like, "I don't want that version, but I want to see it." Don't you want to? Right, yeah, yeah, wouldn't you want to see it? <laughs> like, I literally, if I had the, if I had the ability to travel to alternate universes, that's the only thing I would do it to. <laughs> is I would just use it. I would just use it to uh, go go to alternate universes and see movies that don't exist. Uh, yeah, versions yeah. Of movies. Even if ideally you wouldn't even have to travel there, it would just be like a machine that let you view it. You right, know, totally. A, uh, yeah, right. like a yeah. Nine. Who needs to travel? I just yeah. I don't want to leave my room. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to mess me with the... paradoxes. I just want to. I just want to see it. Like, yeah, I, I just want to. I just want to watch the movie. I just. I just want to watch. I just want to see Tim Burton Superman lives. I just want to see. Yep. What that madness would be like. I want to see Yodorovsky's Dune movie. You know. Yeah, like, I want to see Raimi's Spider-Man Four. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So. 
find us and talk about talk about it there i guess yeah so, uh we will be back tomorrow uh with minute two bye everybody bye, bye.